Welcome to Comics in Christ, and I'm going to mark this one Season 2, Episode 1 of the Anchor FM era of Comics in Christ. My name is Michael Davis, and it's once again a pleasure and a privilege to be able to come to you and look at the world of popular culture, movies, comic books, music, through the eyes of faith and the movement of faith. And today on Comics in Christ, I'm not alone. I'm not sitting alone. I'm not standing alone. Sitting next to me is... Rick Davis. Rick Davis. Thank you for joining us today on Comics in Christ. And I kind of gave you a prequel of the discussion that we're going to have today. And I gave you the characters that we would talk through. So I, I want to I process this. I am going to start out with the faith energy. And Wrestler Faith Media, here, henceforth, we're going back to the original format. Faith, pop culture, faith, pop culture. There will always be a faith element. There will always be a pop culture element and all of our conversations. So I want to give the faith element before that we go into the pop cultural element. And also joining us in the room for this podcast is... MJD! Yes. So here's the faith element. Faith element. I just spent a wonderful week, wonderful week, at the Church of the Resurrection in Leewood, Missouri. Leewood, Kansas. All right, it's sitting right there on the border. And honestly, I put photos up on Instagram and, uh, and, and so forth. I never actually knew what state I was in. So I, was either, I spent some time in Missouri. I spent some time in Kansas. Uh, but I was at the Church of the Resurrection, which is the largest United Methodist Church, I believe, in the world. I'm, I cannot confirm that, but I can confirm it's the largest United Methodist Church in the United States. And what I spent a week doing was beginning to look at ideas and proposals that link around a movement called UMC Next. And it, it would have been funny if, for the logo purposes, if it was UMC NXT, <laughs> but it's NEXT. But. Uh. I would have marked out hard if it was UMC and NXT, mm-hmm. but UMC next, and there is a there is a movement happening right now of creating a progressive expression of Wesleyanism. Big Rick, what is Wesleyanism? It's what the United Methodist Church practices. It's it's it's. The, um, it's like the scripture, the reasoning behind the scripture, and how you how it affects you, right? It's, experience. It's experience. Remember, rest. Rest. R e s t. R. Reasoning. E. Experience. S. Scripture. T. Teaching. Uh, tradition. Yeah. Tradition. Tradition. So, uh, an expression of using the practices that. Robert Outler described as the devotional practices of John Wesley, Wesleyanism. Mm-hmm. It's not following the press, the, the uh, practices of Wesley Crusher from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, darn it! But 
if you want to be a whiny scaredy cat in the corner and at crucial times drop out, except for that one episode that he had to save all the kids. <laughs> yeah. Then that would be Wesley Crusher Crusherism. <laughs> but it's an expression, a progressive expression of the movement and practices of John Wesley, which in my opinion was a progressive expression of the practices of the Church of England. Mm -hmm. If you remember all the way back to the formation of what has become the United Methodist Church, John Wesley was a priest in the Church of England. And he gave a more progressive focus on going out, going to where people were, going to the new country, and even stepping outside of his own political beliefs and cultural boundaries to reach other people's lives. So I would say Wesleyanism is a progressive movement of the Church of England. But uh, the NXT, NXT, (laughs) UMC Next... (laughs) Is the is this new progressive movement branching out of what we've always known as Wesleyanism? There's something I've thought about, and I I've noticed some churches doing this. There is something that I am presenting. I've started presenting this at our worship center. It's a collection of people called the Reconciling Ministries Network. And the Reconciling Ministries Network is a collection of churches who openly acknowledge, openly profess a a place for everyone at their table. Anyone can come into their place of worship, find a place, find a place to be accepted within themselves. And I'm working on that now. That is in the process of discussion already at our worship center because I feel it's what our annual conference is going to become. I feel that our annual conference is going to become a reconciling annual conference and fruit a new movement of, possibly even fruit a new denomination itself. And there's a lot of conversation that will go through that. But within the Reconciling Ministry Network, I've been seeing pictures and, and reports of churches apologizing for the history of injustice towards women, the history of injustice towards ethnic groups, not just African Americans, but all ethnic groups, and its main focus, a history of discrimination against members of the LGTB community. There's been collections of people apologizing for that. So I'm going to bring you in, Big Rick. It's coming. I... I I I grew up in a conservative denomination and there's a part of me that's I agree with it. I was like, yay, there's a history. This history exists, it's real. And there needs to be some kind of acknowledgement of that history. I also feel there's a danger in doing that because it says that that history is is a linked history between all practicing believers. When a group of people come out and say, I apologize for what this denomination has done. Because I feel that, I feel, okay, so I feel the apology is important. And I also feel, Big Rick, that there should be a collection of voices saying, hey, we've always been the difference. We've always been the ones that are 
open and receiving. We've always been that group of people. And yes, this has happened. And yes, there should be apologies. There should be reconciliation for this. But we have not been a part of that practice. So I want to discuss that with you in a very unique way. Okay. You you guys watch Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. You know the history of S.H.I.E.L.D. within the comics. Most, mostly. Mostly. You are aware of the Hell Hydra moment for Captain America. Yes, I am. And And yes, that was because... He was under the curse of some brainwashing. brainwashing evil stone. But you're aware of that. And there is a moment within the legacy of S.H.I.E.L.D. that S.H.I.E.L.D. was infiltrated by HYDRA. Yes. And everyone willing, openly, following the will of HYDRA, everyone doing everything that HYDRA demanded... Whether unknowingly or knowingly, they did it. Yes. Unknowingly or unknowingly, Captain America uttered the words, Hell Hydra. Mm -hmm. There are both in the legacy of the comic books, the legacy of the movies, and the legacy of the TV show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., two individuals that knew what were going on. They never bent to the will of Hydra and I told you these two people so I yeah. know you know but would you agree with me Nick Fury and Agent Kill, Phil, Kill, Kill. Agent <laughs> Phil Coulson Coulson alright take two we'll, we'll edit it in post alright here we go marker and check Nick Fury and Agent Phil Coulson never broke down to the will of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, never Sorry, take two. Check. Nick Fury and Agent Phil Coulson never broke down to the will of Hydra. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. So I want to ask you a question. This is how I want to discuss this. Now that things are back in order, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been healed. (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D.'s got a good name again. Yes. If S.H.I.E.L.D. put out an apology letter... To the people in the United States of America for the actions that took place while that they were under the infiltration of Hydra. Do you feel that Phil Coulson, Agent Phil Coulson, and Nick Fury would be uh, would it be necessary for them to be a part of that apology? No, because they were always fighting against it. You know, they didn't participate I guess I guess partially maybe they would have participated, but it was mostly them just kind of fighting against it. Yeah. They've always been fighting yes. against it, and honestly, they have always been the ones in the forefront of making sure that that control didn't hold into place. The um, what's the what's the movie where um, Black Widow and Winter Soldier. And Nick Fury are in the top of the executive offices. That yeah, it's that Winter Soldier. Soldier. Explain that scene for the viewers. So listeners. um, the head of Hydra openly admitted to the different heads of Shield that Hydra is a was always a part of Shield, and now they're officially taking over. And the the woman, 
one of the women directors of S.H.I.E.L.D. unveiled herself to become Black Widow. That Black Widow was pretending to be her so that she was safe. Mm -hmm. And when Nick Fury came out on a helicopter... Because as far as Hydra knew... Fury was Fury's dead. was dead. Fury was yeah. dead. Yeah. And so the so Black Widow's about to openly just dump all Shield's secrets along with Hydra's onto the internet. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury, uh, oh man, what was it called? Authorized it. Mm-hmm. And they forced the head of Hydra to authorize it, so that everyone's secrets was out on the internet. So. They're actively fighting this whole thing. Yes. And so you can you can honestly say is that there was some unknowing participation maybe with Coulson and Fury and Black Widow because they if if this infiltration started in the formation of Shield, it was always there. Yes. And they were a part of the organization, and they held firm to the organization. So, and this element was always there. So, with that, would you feel that there is a necessity of an apology from Nick Fury, Phil Coulson, and Black Widow? No. No, because their focus was always the just protect America from the evil superpowers of the world and following the shield of Captain America. By the way, that's why it's called called shield. Shield. Yeah. Following the shield of Captain America to do the right thing. So that's where I'm at with this deal with these churches coming out of nowhere. And, and I, there should be an apology. I think that shield should write an apology to the people of the United States of America. There's a lot of kayfabe in the way I just said that. <laughs> yeah. Shield's not a real place, Mike. Um, but I believe that Shield should write an apology letter. I believe that there should be some kind of open apology. Our annual conference put an an ad in the the LA Times and the San Diego Union Tribune about our inclusive qualities, our our, our apology for what happened at the general conference of 2019 and saying, but, but we are inclusive. We are the ones, we are the ones that have always been doing the fight. So with all that in mind, I, I am really blessed to know that there are collections of people sending out apologies for an un, an unjust thing that has happened through time but i also want to see a collection of people say you know even though this unjust thing happened we've been here we've been doing the work and we're trying to make this place open for you i'm talking about stuff that you don't understand so it's just going to almost be a standalone podcast right because yeah. you're staring at me like please don't ask me a question <laughs> so i while i was at the the thing i'll share with you there was a conversation I was in, and the whole conservative caucus of Wesleyanism right now is called the Wesleyan Covenant Association. And there's two places that they will stand against anything that they send out. Two places. 
the CalPAC Annual Conference, and the Western Jurisdiction. We are a part of the CalPAC Annual Conference. Yeah. Our church is a part of the Western Jurisdiction. The loudest voice in the conservative movement of Methodism has voiced that it will stand against anything that comes from our annual conference and our and our jurisdiction. So, here's what I want to see. Here's what I want to see. And I want to make sure that you hear me saying this. I think there should be some kind of apology. There, there has been something that has been done under the banner of what we celebrate that has been harmful to other people. Mm-hmm. All right? No doubt. I'm saying that. But it needs to be acknowledged that not everyone participated and agreed with what ha- was happening. I, I, I think that the world should know that there's a Nick Fury and a Phil Coulson and a Black Widow that exists within this movement. The ones that have always stood against what was happening. The ones that have always been doing the work against what was happening. Because here's the thing. Right or wrong, and if you disagree with me, voice it. Sometimes people look like they are, when they come out, we apologize, we welcome you. It looks more reactionary than anything. No, yeah, it's kind of like they had to say it. And not that they, like, truly mean it. Not mean that it. they truly mean it. It looks like they had to say it. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the fact in that is that, that we live in a reactionary culture. And there's a possibility that, you know, individuals like, oh, we're, we're about to lose a lot of people. Let's just get out there and say, hey, no, no, no. We're sorry that happened. Please come. We're trying. I want the Nick Furies. I want the Phil Coulsons, I want the Black Widows to say, you know what, gang? I'm sorry that that happened, but this is what we've been doing for the last 1976, 77 is when the exclusionary mm-hmm. language was put in the Book of Discipline. 1976, 1977, the CalPAC Conference has been fighting against that from day one. From day mm-hmm. one, the Western jurisdiction has been fighting against that from day one and uh, I think it was the California Nevada conference when yeah. at the in, in that in the original still time Western, period still. yeah but it's still the western jurisdiction and I just want somebody to say hey you know what this makes us look bad because we've never agreed with this we're the fly in the ointment that the conservative caucus fights against and I'll, I'll share with you, and this is what's driving me the most crazy right now, Big Rick. We need to step up and say what we're doing. We need to project what we're doing, where we're moving. I was at, a com- at this conference, and all of the annual conferences were sitting in their own rooms talking about what's next. The pastor that was in our room, CalPAC Conference, mm-hmm. got a text while we're in there. It was from a buddy from the uh, Northern Texas Annual Conference. And her buddy said, hey, we want to know what y'all are talking about right now. We want to know what your strategy is right now. Because we've been the fly in the ointment from day one. We've got, we have, 
I don't, I'm not ruining anybody's jobs right now. Everybody knows. In, in a denomination that openly excludes homosexual pastors, we have homosexual pastors. Yes. We have pastors that perform gay marriages. I am performing a gay marriage in 2020. Yeah. I'm doing that. Because I have the support of of this place that's doing the whole thing. And you know what happens is for a while... So everybody, you can hear my voice has changed a little bit. I've been telling Big Rick, hey, this is happening, don't talk about it. Hey, this is happening, don't talk about it. I've, I've told this my dear friend that I'm doing her wedding. Hey, I'm not telling anybody I'm doing this, but I'm here for you. You know how I'm there for her? Hey, tell everybody your youth pastor is going to do your wedding. That's how yeah. I'm there for her. That's how you do it. So, and that's what our annual conference needs to do. We need to be the Nick Fury that forces Hydra to give up the codes so that everything can be turned over to the right way. We need the Phil Coulson that's that was the the holy spirit the holy divine inspiring holy spirit of the avengers to pull together collections of people to go out and do what's right you look at those original uh movies that led up to the first mm-hmm. avengers movie if the holy spirit is a divine element that draws people to pivotal points who is that? Nick Fury and Phil Coulson. Nick Fury and Phil Coulson. They've always been a part of the answer. And we need people to step up and, and be a part of the answer. We need people to step up and say, not say, Big Rick, don't talk about this. We need people to step up and say, you know what? This is wrong. There's this kid that I've known since she was 13 years old. It is now 26 years old, and she wants to marry the person that she's in love with. And I've told her her entire life that God loves people no matter what. And I'm not going to use the word except that God loves people no matter what. And I will be the presence of God's love for her. We need that in a larger scale. We need Nick Fury. We need Phil Coulson to step up and take down Hydra. That's right, WCA. <laughs> you and a Red Skull are kicking it. That was a little <laughs> bit judgmental. <laughs> and I made that statement. I, I will share, share this. I, I, was, I had the honor and the blessing to listen to the Reverend, uh, Reverend Adam, Adam Hamilton speak and the Reverend Adam Hamilton is the voice of the progressive Wesleyan movement right now he said in every setting I love my brothers and sisters in the Wesleyan Covenant Association I love them and I do I love my brothers and sisters in the Wesleyan Covenant Association but I won't be the one saying hell hydra mm-hmm. alright that's comics and Christ for this week what? Nothing. You were just glancing like I forgot something. <laughs> no. That's Comics from Christ for this week. Your name is? Rick Davis. Your name is? Michael Davis. Have a week.